A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Right, boys, before we do the podcast, we're going to cross live to a press conference where Jonathan Beardmore is announcing his new squad. Um, let's cross live to Jonathan Beardmore. Hello everyone, and uh, welcome to the inaugural uh, squad announcement of the international Beardmore rugby team. <laughs> uh, I'm proud to announce my first and only selection is actually Lucy Rhiannon Beardmore. There you go. Uh, position, undeclared. <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> to be Utility. determined. Now, now, Jonathan, you've... Uh... So you need to do it like you're a journalist. Uh, Jonathan, uh, Phil Largan, Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, go Jonathan, Phil Largan, Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Great, great podcast, by the way, Phil. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jonathan. Um, I know you listen. Now, in the past, you've often um, adhered to the let the boys play mantra <laughs> with, with your squad. Now... How how do you think this is going to continue going forward with the new edition? It won't continue. It won't continue. It's a stupid question. <laughs> Next question, please. Uh, Jonathan, uh, Tim, Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Um, a question for Big you. fan, Tim. Big fan. Thanks, Jonathan. I appreciate that. Um, question for you, Jonathan. Um, being as uh, Lucy Rhiannon Beardmore was born in England and you are a self-declared plastic Welshman, surely there's no way that Warren Gatlin can find a way round the rules to try and... Uh, Acquire her services for the principality. Uh, she'll be free to play for whichever nation she she decides to play for, primarily Wales. Or primarily Wales. <laughs> okay. Congratulations, mate. Thank you. Very much. Well done, Jay. Well done. Well done. Well, well done, well done Layla. Layla. To be honest, anyway. <laughs> well, it's a section. Come on. Uh, hold on. Come so on. What, so what did you do on Sunday, JB? Your your three day old daughter was at home, and what did you do? Uh, my level two RFU course. What did you do on Saturday? I coached Broughton Park to another crushing, soul-destroying <laughs> defeat. Whole weekend <laughs> with rugby. Hey, it was already booked in long before she was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, get that theme tune ready. Hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. The Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. We swelled our listening numbers by one whether Lucy likes it or not. Uh, but we are here to talk about rugby, the game we love, but we don't take it or ourselves too seriously. I'm Tim, that's Phil. Hi, Tim. That is new dad, JB. Hello, Tim. And it's uh, JB's lack of sleep. But basically, he finally said, I'm quite tired, boys, on Sunday night. So we, we gave him an extra couple of hours kit. And we I feel really bad now, because everyone thinks I'm tired because, you know newly minted father and all the rest of it actually I'd watched all the NFL I'd watched the UFC <laughs> I'd caught up with the rugby I'd coached the rugby and then uh, I was in the middle of the uh, Carolina Panthers Seahawks game at the time I was like oh, I could do the night off and that's what you missed the podcast for but anyway uh, right well at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter tweet and we've had loads of them lots and lots of people congratulating you JB uh, on the birth of Lucy so, lots of people were suggesting names and said even if it's a girl uh, lot more than one person a bunch of people were recommending that you called it Miles Benjamin Beardmore <laughs> <laughs> Miles Benjamina Beardmore. yeah Benjamina Beardmore what's yeah. the female version of Miles yeah Miley and the Benjamina <laughs> Miley 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 Benjamina Beardmore Miley Benjamina Beardmore there Miley would have been a great name god damn it Very you, don't, no, you don't actually do the uh, there's no paperwork done no the paperwork <laughs> has not been done yet in fact I, even, I have a friend who's whose mum was sort of too poorly to go to the reg- to go to go to the council to register hand in the papers my friend's grandmother went and they changed the name because they didn't like the name the mum no. yeah. well 
a guy who's been on our podcast before, Mr. Adam Carolla, his middle name is Lakers, because he went to DVLA, or the equivalent in the United States, and decided, oh, I don't have a middle name, my parents never cared enough, so he just gave himself the middle name Lakers, so it's Adam <laughs> Lakers Carolla. <laughs> Maybe I should do that, I've not got a middle name. Do you not? No. Ooh, Ulster? Uh, Phil Ulster Hmm... We'll see. Mm. We'll put some, put some more thought into it. Yeah, send us your ideas for Phil's ideas for Phil's middle name. <laughs> we could sell it. It could be a property. Oh, we that's could a sell great it. idea. A market employee. <laughs> Did someone dye their hair or something? Or oh, a brewery? Epitayuni changed his name to Paddy Power for one of the That's the pops. one! And oh, he dyed his hair yeah. green! Yes. Yes, thank you. Yes. I couldn't remember what, what it was. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so, not going that far. I'm not going to be called Phil Paddy Power Largan before we, anyone gets any ideas. Unless uh, the money's good enough. <laughs> never rule anything. Everything has a price. <laughs> Just ask most sales sharks players. Uh, oh, anyway. I've heard a new one. I've heard a new one. Uh, Cipriani to Harlequins. Oh, yeah, that's not new, that. Is it not? No, that's been that's been doing the rounds for a bit, but yes. Apparently it's a done deal, I've huh? heard lots of rumours that that's a done deal. Um, um, Sam Tuitupo. to Quins. Uh, Sam Tuitupo? Yeah. Gone as well. Really? I don't know where to. My sources have not told me where. Hmm. Sippers to Quins would be a good signing for Quins. Really good. It's a terrible move for sale, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean well, losing that, their best player. It goes without saying, really. I mean, I feel so bad for them, though, because Tommy Taylor's gone. Who's meant to be the leader of the game? Hasn't been announced by either side, but he is gone. Oh, he's gone. He's going to Wasps. He's gone. As we announced, they've got a replacement for Tommy Taylor, though. Who? Yeah, Rob Webber. Yeah. What? When did this happen? Well, again, it's not been announced, has it? Not formally. Not formally. It's it's apparently a done deal. Where where did you hear that? In the Ruby paper this week. Oh crikey! Mm. I should read the Ruby paper more often. Mm. Well, no, but they get a lot of their intel from us. That yes. is true. We yes, should stop rumours here. Yeah. <laughs> we really should. Is that not what we do most weeks? <laughs> yeah, <it is>. uh, <laughs> right, on, on the podcast today, we are going to be talking about our reaction to Eddie Jones's first England squad. Wales and Ireland both named their international squads, so we'll have a quick chat about that. And there was a big European weekend of rugby, which we're going to get our teeth into. And as much as anything, looking ahead, I think we should spend a little longer looking ahead than we normally do, because the, the permutations of the final round of pool matches in Europe thrown up some really interesting possibilities Ospreys let's talk about the Ospreys Dan Bigger had an off game he did and I think I've added a new ingredient to the recipe which is Dan Bigger which is it needs to be a seriously big stage before he becomes Dan Bigger like, it needs to be a little bit more <laughs> this, like, this we'll, was a big, this stage. A big stage yeah but it wasn't a World Cup stage was it it wasn't in international in club rugby terms it's pretty big yeah and then uh, replaced by, by Sam Davis who actually you know kicked the remainder of the points to, to make sure they actually went through and, and he put a bit of pace into it as well Sam Davis did yes uh, you look good. But the real story here, the real story isn't even a Welshman. He's an Englishman. Do you know who I'm referring to? Samuel Underhill. Uh, the, the curious case of Samuel uh, Underhill. Yes, yeah. exactly. Now, I don't understand this. This guy has captained England at multiple age grades. Under-16s and under-18s. He made his debut for Gloucester at, I think, 18 in the LV Cup. 17. Yeah. Born in the USA. Dayton, Dayton Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all, we've all got we're the same... We're all on Wikipedia, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but I just don't understand how, how this has happened. I can't understand how they've got the national captain and he's somehow at Ospreys and he's not at one... Uh, of, I think oh, it's fact, quite simple what's happened. Maybe you can shed some light here. Because you went to a university and you were university with your brother. Yeah. Now, did he... Go to Bath University because he wanted to go to university there and play rugby for Bath, or was it the, the other way around? He wanted to play rugby for Bath and then went to university. Uh, he was at Bath and then went to university, but I know Andy Beatty, for example, yeah. and he went to Exeter with a scholarship to go and play for Exeter Chiefs and go to university in Exeter, and that's quite often how it works. So Sam Underhill was at, is still at. Cardiff University that's right yeah he's only 19 he's only 19 but there's talk that apparently there's rumours that Bath have got him and he can transfer because he's doing an economics degree and that can transfer to another university uh, I don't understand why the English clubs have not said look we'll give you a bit of a scholarship we'll pay your fees in Bath University because apparently you can do e- economics there too or Bristol or Gloucester or anywhere else because he just loves the idea of Cardiff on a Wednesday night but like <laughs> he, what, what? a unite in Cardiff oh yeah. yeah but the problem is he's outside of the system now he, he isn't available for the England selection he's had man of the match he's, he's not he's nowhere near England selection well, why is it touchy? He's played seven senior yeah. games yeah, in his whole did, life. Yeah, but why did the Todgy 
But this kid in three so, games has got two man on the well, at least one man on the match, and he was the outstanding player in a win against Claremont. Well, maybe this is a example of because Sam Sam Underhill is kind of do it, doing it the old school way. Where he's going, he's going to university. He's yeah. having a kind of ra- a bit more of a rounded existence. I mean, how much more just, rounded is it really? Well, I mean, no, he's still playing professional rugby and yeah, he's still at university. I know, but but <laughs> you kind of get the feeling that some young young rugby players are being put through a rugby sausage factory. Which is uh, which sounds like we're going that, back well, to that's the Worcester House, isn't it? Worcester yeah, Academy House. <laughs> <laughs> if you're summoned Hill and you're the England captain, but here's here's the wild card, and this is the, the route I might take. You're also American heritage. You know, born in Dayton, Ohio, as you mentioned. Why don't you just hold off a bit and then become Mister? American rugby, uh, Captain American rugby, Captain American rugby. Wouldn't that be awesome? Mm-hmm. There's loads of there's loads of uh, New Zealanders who have uh, Samoan or Tongan or Fijian heritage, but it's not the USA, is it? I mean, and they wa- the- they want to play for the All Blacks because it's the best shot at being the best. So well, maybe- I think that's slightly different because playing for Tonga, I mean, it's playing for Samoa. You don't see any of the money because it's all embezzled by the higher ups. Okay, <laughs> so you see nothing. Playing for the United States, however, that's pretty cool. No one cares though. We were, we were in we were in Chicago when the Eagles were playing the All Blacks, and we we're asking people in the street. So do you know why we're here? Do you know what sporting nope. events no going idea. on? Nope. But a promising a promising athlete, and what Warren Gatland will probably try, but he will not get his mitts on Sam Underhill. Do not be so sure. Do not be so sure. Ross Moriarty played England under 18s, and uh, look where he is now. He has got a, uh, he has got a dad who played for Wales. Yes, that slightly is, different. That is true. He's playing at Liverpool St Helens not so long ago. Was he? Yeah, apparently. Wow. Wow. Petrus Duplessis, Ross Moriarty, they've got a bit of a production line going there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as for the game, brilliant win by Ospreys. And um, actually, when, when you look at it, I can understand why Exeter in the other half of that pool didn't go for it. But clearly, if they'd have put out a decent team, they'd have probably beaten Bordeaux. Hmm. And then they'd have been in a really good position. But they've got injuries. I understand balancing Premiership and Europe is a really tough ask. And it's clear that they've made the call. Do you know what? We're just going to focus on the Premiership. Yes. And. Um, it's obviously a tough call to make, but uh, why? A little, fo- bit dis- Sorry, a little bit disappointing. Yeah, why focus on the Premiership to get into Europe to give up on Europe? Uh, well, can I also mention something else about the flanker Victor Kolo Kolo Yashvili? Is that how you say his name? Kolo Yashvili. Yeah. Oh my God, the new scariest rugby player in the world. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is an old school psychopath. <laughs> Are you referring to him pushing Wayne Barnes out of his way? I'm just just the, all over his overall demeanour. Just, you know, he didn't... Ref, big deal, pushed. He's not like... Alan Wynne-Jones and him got into an altercation, and there couldn't be a a bigger contrast. Alan Wynne-Jones got him into the altercation, he starts striking Wynne-Jones on the floor. As soon as Wynne-Jones is struck, he immediately put, puts his arm, arms out going, Sir, sir, I'm getting hit in the face. This guy doesn't care. He is not interested. I think he's one of, those, one of the few guys left now in professional rugby who is genuinely scary. Genuinely. Well, he- I think you you have stuck the knife into Wayne Barnes a few times, but I think we think everyone should pay him a compliment for the way he dealt with being pushed out the way. I thought I mean, it was it, tremendous. It, it wasn't with malice. It was with malice. Well, it, kind of was, it was 100% no, malice. The motivation behind wasn't, it wasn't to hurt him. Yeah, it was to, he wasn't get, trying it to was hurt to him. Say, referee, it was basically, ref, you're in my way, get out of my way. But he did that in a really bizarre way. Jordan's... Uh, yeah, yeah, OK, fine. Um, but but Wayne Barnes dealt with it brilliantly. He just said penalty and be careful. For goodness sake, talk to me rather than... Yeah, because that could have escalated real quick. If Wayne Barnes decided to fall over, like the Paulo De Canio incident or something like that, that could have gone. <laughs> that could have got out of hand real quick. I thought he had a really good game, but I like that when he yellow carded him, he's like, "Do you know what?" And for before as well, card gone. <laughs> I quite like uh, Alan Wynne Jones saying, "No, don't card him." Yeah, the whole thing That's was quite gr- good. The whole thing yeah, was great. Raw, Raw's tweeted on that one on the on the subject of Alan Wynne Jones saying, "Don't card him, don't card him." Raw's pointed out. He said, "Well, it is Friday night in Swansea. Alan Wynne Jones expects to get punched." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> On on that, I thought Alan Wynne Jones was absolutely exceptional. As was Tipperick. Yeah, Tipper it was as well. Mm. And the whole Ospreys' defence was superb. It was built on that, them just absorbing wave after wave of the monstrous Claremont attackers. It was superb. Yeah, it was really, great. really well-deserved performance. Uh, lots of um, 
Oh, uh, Jonathan Spratt uh, uh, shouting at the team to go forward. Forward! 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was listening again to that this week. Hey, the it, it is so on point. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we might add a section of this podcast where we inter- interview you and you have to answer everything in the voice of Jonathan Spratt. <laughs> <laughs> that really cracked me up, that. Yeah, that's good. Um, Very good, Tim. Right, so that's that pool kind of done. We've got... Uh, Ospreys are going to qualify Claremont we'll get to whether they could qualify when we look at look ahead um, what other game caught your eye then because we, we don't really want to talk about everything because you know the, the other game on Friday night I was working at and, and Ooh, tell us about that Newport had a good win against Cast there was a sighting from it Thomas Reece Thomas but yeah, there's been a few sightings hasn't there it's been three today Colorado Philly as far as I'm aware hasn't yet been sighted but Thomas Reece Thomas is sighted for biting hmm. Chris Ashton Cited for gouging Luke Marshall. My theory on that is that they actually it was the they've cited him, but it, it was probably Dylan Hartley, and they just they've got the faces mixed up. That would make sense. Nearly identical. Actually, that's a good a good reason alone to bring Ashton back into the England squad. <laughs> yeah. to half the chances. <laughs> <Confused> the <referee. laughs> yeah, and if you lose Ashton for for ten minutes, at least your set piece will still go exactly very right. well. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Which I, if it's the incident I'm thinking about. I don't think it's a gouge. He did grab him around the head, but it wasn't a gouge. Uh, so he might get maybe a one or two week ban. But if it's a gouge, it's potentially Six 10, 12 weeks. Done. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, if it's a gouge, if it's a genuine genuine gouge, and I'll give you the, like the Quinlan one, I think that should be a year ban. That should even, oh, I hate gouging so massive. much. Yeah, I'll go with that. Be, uh, and the other ban was um, Glasgow flanker Ryan Wilson for squeezing Lee Dixon's. Hang on. Testicles. Hang on, stop now. Has, has anyone ever done that to you in a game? Uh, no, but I've never played for Exeter Chiefs, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this could meet, lead to uh, the whole Exeter Chiefs team getting cited every time that they score. Well, for the cocktail. Two years worth of retrospective bans <laughs> on the full squad. <laughs> <laughs> this could be horrendous. Exeter Chiefs title shot out of the window. Gone, gone. It, I remember it happening to me in a Berkshire, the very first trial match I ever had at schoolboy level. So it was under 16s. Berkshire, I was like from West Berkshire, and we played against East Berkshire. So, sounds like a nasty rivalry, that doesn't it? <laughs> sounds like Bronx versus you know some Queens or something. Oh, 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 the Hoods and the Crips. The blood, yeah. Bloods, Bloods and the Crips. Yeah, well, well basically it was because there's no. Did you want pri- to show up in like red bandanas and stuff. There's, too? No, there's no private schools from from my, from my, the in area Berkshire. No, no, not from well, West Berkshire. What did you do there and then tag the post with spray paint? Not from West Berkshire. It was we were we were all, we were go from West Berkshire. No, okay, go on. West Side. <laughs> uh, we were all the comprehensive kids, and East Berkshire was. Well, they were all Eton. They were all kids from Eton. Ah, uh, right, okay. And this lad, and I think he's. Well, who knows? He might even listen because, or someone might know him in the world of rugby. But his name was Dominic St George, and he was the number eight for them, the other team. And the very first ruck we went into, he obviously knew I was the other number eight, and he went to find me and he grabbed and Ooh. squeezed my nuts the very first rock I was in Ooh. Obvi- obviously a tactic premeditated is premeditated it an oil tactic. You, I think it's an oil track I got, I got the number 8 shirt by the way Good. for South West as well anyway Good. Uh, there's not, not a place to brag anyway go on. you um an oil track an oil track you ever heard of that uh, that sounds it's a wrestling like, move. Sounds like something you do with a finger. It is, yes, yeah, a finger. Uh, <laughs> and where might you check some oil? The old so, dipstick. <laughs> yeah, something. I can't remember the exact term for it, but it's a wrestling term, not WWE. Actual proper Olympic wrestling. Uh. And I think you can still do it, which is you grab your opponents using your digits, and you know. You know, okay? <laughs> uh, and that actually happened to me in a training session. I was pulled out of a ruck accidentally. Someone came round. Dave Hocknell, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, hor- horrific. Is that litigious? What, what both, we've both done by naming people who've done some. Uh, uh, just say it's alleged. Alleged, yeah. Yeah, you'll be Allegedly. fine. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, right. Yeah, so, so where were you, anyway? Sightings and. Yeah, so those. those well, three sightings, possibly four, if Kolalashvili um, also gets sighted. So we'll, we'll see in the week what happens from them, because mm. it could be uh, people missing Six Nations. Let's, let's focus on the games that were really mattered and were really important, and probably, and in terms of tension, there's probably none bigger in all those scenarios than Toulon Wasps. 
Oh, what a what a game! Now this was so so low scoring, but such a good game, and not because not because it was the best standard of rugby, just because it was so damn tense. Absolutely heartbreaking at the end. There was a, just a sense of inevitability, wasn't there? There well, was. It was, it was exactly so, what it was, Tim. Exactly. So brilliantly executed at the end, though, to keep the ball for that long. Yes. Uh, wait for the mismatch. It was. It was. But the mismatch wasn't really a mismatch. Uh, Drew Mitchell went through uh, Elliot Daly, who just didn't mark up, from what I could see. But it did highlight the fact that England have got a tremendous scrum half in Joe Simpson, and he should oh, really be considered now. Wonderful scrum half. Mm. He was superb. Do you know what wasps have? They have characters. There are certain guys in there which just think that guy wouldn't let me down. Joe Simpson's one of them. I tell the other one who I would, uh, I would love to have in my team is Ashley Johnson. He just feels like he wouldn't let you down. I you think shouldn't. you questioning Elliot Daly on that last try is a bit tough because if you look at it, like Nonu's does that, he's doing a drift one way. Mitchell's line is, is awesome. Hard, it is good. Straight and he comes at it full is good, pelt but I and do, he runs out the gap. I'd have to watch it again to criticise him properly, but I, I do think Elliot Daly should have made that tackle. If you're going to pick up on Elliot Daly for anything, it is his defence. He's positionally, he's not always a hundred percent. Tim, do you think Pate is a treat? I'd say it's a treat as much as cheese is a treat. It's like a, you, normally you serve up a meal mm-hmm. and you just have your meal. If you have a meal with a dessert and then a cheese board, I mean, you, that's a proper treat. Do you know the same with a starter pate, yeah. Exactly. Do you know who doesn't think pate is a treat? Boujolad. Boujolad does not like pate. But he does like fragua. This week he described going from Johnny Wilkinson to Quade Cooper from going down from fragua to pate. <laughs> the only time pate's been used as a, you know, a derogatory uh, term, I, I think. It just what, sh- oh, but foie gras is exceptional. But doesn't it just show the wealth of the man? <laughs> <laughs> England's Johnny Wilkinson, you mean? Yeah, England's, England's Johnny Wilkinson. England's coach, Johnny Wilkinson, potentially, by yes. the sound of it. That's, that's a, a weird story, isn't it? I met, him in the, I met him in a supermarket and we went for a coffee. In Waitro- they always Waitrose. go for coffees, don't, yeah, don't we they? Met, we met in Waitrose and went, for, and, and went for a coffee. Free coffee on their Waitrose You'd think if he yeah. wanted Johnny Wilkinson as a coach, he would have just picked up the phone and gone, Johnny, I want you as part of my coaching team, rather than, oh yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you, Johnny. I'm glad, I'm glad, <laughs> glad I bumped into you. I came, in, I came in here looking for some milk and I've ended up getting an international caliber. A kicking coach. Look, <laughs> yeah. it's on my list. Milk, biscuits, international kicking coach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Neil Jenkins was on aisle four. Devastated. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So what's his role? Is he going to be kicking coach or I, I, backs coach? Or? They, haven't. they haven't. There's no formal offer or been made or accepted yet. It's all... Kicking. He'd like to have him involved. Yes. Um, and kicking coach is, is his current role at... Uh, Toulon. I met. I met once met a rugby agent in a, a garden centre. Apparently, that's where he took all of his clients for coffees. I've met a bunch of different radio bosses in the past. You know, as a radio presenter, you sort of have meetings, and of course, it's quite odd because if you went to anywhere too close or to where other radio people would be, then that would make people talk. It's quite a small industry, really, so mm. tongue, tongues get wagging and rumours get started and all the rest of it so I've met in all sorts of different coffee shops like museum coffee shop with one, <laughs> with one stuff like that so yeah I get it I get it there you go I get it um, right but what a game and um, and that pool still open to an extent but it again, is we'll talk it about is what, are, what are the permutations for that pool do you want to go all, well, all the permutations can't, you, you can't look at that pool in isolation really you have to look at them all together so, which yeah. we will do we'll look, at, we'll look at that at the end is there any other games that kind of Jump out that need to be talked about. I, I mean, I think your Ulsterman let themselves down in that second half, didn't they? Yeah, it's, it's the same as the first one. Did they yeah. let themselves down, or did they really step it up towards the end? Well, it, Who, was, that, it was that try from Saracens just on half time took the wind out of their sails at the end of the first half. Yeah, and not only was it the try from Saracens, two minutes earlier, Ulster had two penalties one which they put into the corner and Rory Best missed his line outlift missed his jumper and then they had another penalty and Paddy Jackson missed sticks and then Rory Best had, had a horrible day in I terms don't, of set I think he's so overrated his what? set piece round the park is superb after Excellent. us mentioning it again last week Ian Mayer was at the Saracens game and went oh my word I've only just noticed Jim Hamilton's tiny calf muscles <laughs> they really are tiny you were right <laughs> and then I do like this one as well uh, we got a message saying after that that performance is Itoji England's prize winning marrow 
Wow. <laughs> Which is excellent. <laughs> very good. I think very that's good. what we should refer to him now as... A prize-winning Marrow. Prize-winning Marrow. That's how we, we shouldn't call that's him Marrow Itoji. That's much better. I've seen Super Marrow a couple... No, uh, uh, Mario. Funny. Yeah, that's a bit clunky. I, I prefer prize-winning Marrow. <laughs> yeah, prize-winning Marrow from now on. <laughs> on Rory Best, I mean, his... his Percentages for Ireland are generally superb. I mean, yeah. in the World Cup, I think he was on something like thirty consecutive lineouts that he hit. Ulster losing losing Hendo um, is a big blow, mm. um, and it does it does change things a little bit. But also Saracens, they obviously do their their homework, and Itoje is very very good. He was less than fifty percent. He was on twenty five percent at one point. His lineups. Oh. Yeah, it's Dave Ward kind of stats. They are Dave Ward stats, and Dave Ward <laughs> might even be better on the park. I think we'll talk about the games that we saw in the context of the games that are coming up. So let's leave the European rugby for a moment. Let's move on to the international rugby because it'll, before we know it, it'll be Six Nations time. Eddie Jones named his squad. He did. When you listened to our podcast last week, some of us got some stuff kind of on the money. Like me, are like in me. line with Eddie Jones. Mostly like me. What in terms of Sam Hill? Only I said, "Hear me now, believe me later." Sam Hill for England. There well, you go. I, th- I, th- I think when you were talking about my colour of the back row, you were also uh, raising your eyebrows at that. But other than Haskell, I think I got it all absolutely spot on. You did? Uh, yeah, you did. Of course, Haskell, uh, my personal captain, probably will be captain. Well, I'm looking at that England squad, and bearing in mind Kvezic is only in as an injury replacement for Ewers, Ewers. I think Haskell is his seven. He is a seven. Well, to see, start against Scotland. Now, yeah. I am conflicted about I'm this. I'm really confused what's going on. So you re- you read what Eddie Jones has been saying, and he's, he specifically said with regard to Robshaw, he does not want a six and a half. He sees Robshaw as a six. Yeah. He's only considering Robshaw as a six. Haskell, for me, is no better seven than Robshaw. He, he's a no. si- very similar player. So I, I can't see him, after saying that about Robshaw, even putting Haskell as a seven. But who and, would you put seven? And Clifford has played there a little bit for Quinns, but he's really an eight, and he's not really a seven. Which means that Kvezic is the only but out and out only seven. only as an injury replacement, replacement for, for Ewers. Ewers. And Ewers is clearly a six. Haskell's it, it, in. It just doesn't I really make Haskell's sense. I think Haskell's a seven to start. I yeah. think it is, but it doesn't make sense. Haskell is not a seven. Hmm. No, I, think he... I, I would suggest Robshaw's a better seven, simply well, because Robshaw's got better hands okay. than Haskell. He's not a jackling seven. He isn't, but he does. He does tackle a lot. He he does work hard. So does Robshaw. So does Robshaw. I don't see the distinction. Uh, uh, you see, I completely agree. So the seven has still got me scratching my head. Well, and let's talk about the two. The two le- right? No, let's no, no, no. Wait, uh, wait a second. Let's keep this focused. Let's talk about the two areas that there was lots of controversy and lots of debate around England for the last couple of years. Those two positions are seven, and I still think it's not clear the seven situation and secondly the other one was 12 12 which was always the big debate point for the last year or so and I still think there's an element of debate there because a huge element of debate the two names in the squad are Sam Hill and Oli Devoto although Oli Devoto is injury replacement for Manu Tuolagi and Sam Hill is an injury replacement for Henry Slade Henry Slade so there you go there's and two- Devoto is a replacement for Hill when he goes to Exeter next year yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said something quite fu- quite funny the other day, which is Sam Hill is Tom Young's if he made it at centre, <laughs> which I think is pretty much on the money. With twelve, you've also got to consider another thing that Eddie Jones said uh, this week, which is he sees Scotland away at Murrayfield as being a very difficult fixture, and he would not like to have any deb- debutants in that fixture. He would like Completely to bring agree. to bring new caps in perhaps in the Italy game so that means that Devoto and Hill won't start no and maybe we're going to get to see what we wanted to see a couple of years ago Phil Uh, which is and I think this is an almost certainty barring injury that we're going to see Ford at 10 and Farrell at 12 I completely agree Mm. which leads to another curious thing about the uh, squad which is there's only two fly halves Mm -hmm. and when your first choice fly half is you're also your first choice inside centre that means you've only really got one fly half yeah. so Alex it's surprising Alex is a makeshift but that means it is surprising that uh, Cipriani Cip- hasn't been, ca- been called up yes however I would temper that by saying overall I do like the squad yeah uh, I like I like that he's brought, brought, brought Mullen in and I like that he's brought Beaumont and Itoji in and Cruis, obviously, who mm. we've already spoke about. And Clifford's come in. And Ewers, who's really gone under the radar because he's 
he's come into the EPS, but then he's been replaced yeah. via injury. But I think that is a massive move. We've been saying yeah. it for a long time. Can, can I just say, I completely agree with you. What I like about the squad, when I look at it in general, and again, there's some issues there. The, the seven position doesn't maybe have this in the same way. And the the centre position as it stands with the squad going into Scotland doesn't have this, but longer term does have it. I like that there is, he's gone effectively two players in every position and one comes out, one slots in. Yeah. And in most positions you can see where he's going there one, there two. The other thing I like about it in terms of balance, and this will lead us on to one of the areas, one of the mistakes I think he's made in selection, is what he's. I think what he's done is he's gone. I've got to win now because that's what the job demands. Yes. But I've got to win in Japan. So he's sort of made a call where he's gone. I'm going to pick an experienced player in every position, maybe two, but in every position I'm going to pick someone who is not going to necessarily start. But he's young and could be my starter. But isn't this the isn't this the curse of international rugby, which is you want your best players playing now, you want your best your best possible squad now? Then how does that develop people for four years time? So that's why I yeah. think he's got, so second row. He's gone. All right, I've got my first two. Let's say Laws Laws and Launchbury. That, therefore, if you're not in my top two and you're 31, Jeff Parling, you're gone. And he's gone. Well, and he's gone with his back row. There's my there's my first choice. It's Rob Shaw. It's it's Vunipola, It's Haskell. If if you're too old, Wood, Clark, you're gone. Or you're not going to be part of the World Cup. You're gone. I'm getting young guys in. And I kind of like the balance he's got there. Although I think the type the play the one position that I think he's got that wrong, in my opinion, is hooker, because he's I think he's gone. Dylan Hartley's my experience number one choice. Yeah. Jamie George is playing really well, so I'll get him in, and I'll pick Luke Cowan, Dickey, and and therefore Tom Young. Sorry, mate, you're gone. I agree with that. I think Tom Tom Young should go. Dylan Hartley hasn't played this year, mm-hmm. and played badly last year. But your best hooker's George. On form, it's George. Yeah, but yeah, but but <coughs> I just think Tom Young's. I oh. don't understand the selection. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. George is number one for me. Hartley, yes. Yeah. Not proved himself at all this year. Obviously, the question marks about his his um, disciplinary, but his form and fitness. There's huge question marks over those. The, the, and Luke the, Cowan, dis- the, dis- and the discipline bothers me far less than the form. The he form ha- and he fitness. hasn't, he yeah. hasn't played mm. or hasn't played well for 18 months. Would you have Youngs for Hartley? I'd have Youngs for Hartley. I can't say this is an official source or anything, Ooh. but I got third hand. That'll do. So there could be Chinese whispers about this. I will temper it with that. But from Tom, Tom Youngs himself, what he was told by the ah. by Eddie Jones that the reason he wasn't in was... Uh, oh, let's, all let's the, guess, play, all the players have been told, haven't they? Yeah. Got this from Tom Youngs talking to someone else in his position in the England squad. Okay. Who then spoke to a teammate who knows someone that I know quite well. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And what Tom Youngs was told was... The reason he's not in the England squad is his ball carrying and his tackling weren't good enough. That's interesting. Now that... that nothing abs- to do with his set piece. Absolutely astonishes me, because I saw some stats recently that put him... I think he was the second best uh, for frequent carries and frequent tackles in the whole of the England pack behind Billy Vunipola. So better than Haskell, better than Robshaw, on minutes, like average per minute played. Did you see the Northampton game? He did was you m- see Tom Young's in that Northampton game? I'm trying to think yeah, I did He now. was immense. He was miles ahead of any of the tight five for England in terms of carries per minute and uh, tackles per minute. So that astonishes me. I understand what Eddie Jones has done, and a lot of it I like. I would be... Devastated if I was Tom Youngs because I don't know what more he can do. I don't think, no. I don't think he can do any more in terms of carrying really. and tackling. Which is. <laughs> he, he really can't. Well, his li- his line out stats are fantastic for Leicester. But yeah, superb. Superb. But so, it, doesn't, it doesn't translate to England, unfortunately. Or it hasn't in the past. Well. Uh, yeah, okay. You've got to assume there's method behind the madness. I can't wait to see what it is, though. I can't wait well, to see what I, it is. I think, most, I think his team will be all the experienced names that are in his squad. And everyone else is yeah, come he, along for the ride. He said he doesn't want to start any any yeah. debutants. So I think most people could pick England's fifteen. Well, you, you just apply that rule, yeah. and, you, and you can pick the fifteen. Yeah. I think Farrell will, in four years' time, will. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I've surpassed Ford as a starting 10. I think Ford's oh. skill set is wonderful. But here's just a little prediction. Can't wait to see him together. Here's a little prediction. Ford's skills might be too young man based. Does that make sense? <laughs> He's very, very good at changing direction. He's very quick, and maybe he relies too much on his footwork and not enough on his distribution. He will learn, though. He's getting good experience, Let's even, so. even though he's in a losing team at the moment. How um, good, how good though, to have those two guys? Well, a ton Owen, of width. At the age they're at. A oh, ton of width. Owen Farrell against Ulster was absolutely superb. He was deserved man of the match. Yeah. He was brilliant. He was. Um, there's some funny, literally, um, <laughs> quotes we've been f- been given. So we've literally got some funny quotes. We've literally got some funny quotes. Nick Nick Mullins knows when to and when not to use the word literally because he did a brilliant quote. He had a Nick Mullins special, didn't he, in the oh, Talon Wasps game? It was awesome. It was Ashley Johnson's hit on Brian Habana, which even got went to the TMO because they thought. There must be something dodgy with that because he's Brian Habana. He's been atomized. He's been flying. Yeah, and Nick Mullins <laughs> described it as Brian Habana being atomized. Not, I li- love not that. literally atomized. We should start saying he's been figuratively atomized. Yeah, <laughs> it was brilliant. It was a great hit as well and great refereeing because it, in first first glance it looked bad because Habana just flew backwards at a rate of knots, but. Ashley Johnson was perfectly technically correct. Uh, Nick, Nick Mullins, um, big big fan of the pod, by the way. He sent he sent along his uh, compliments. Um, oh, brilliant! Uh, but he would not make the mistake we're about to say. So we got we got contacted saying, and I couldn't find this bit of audio. I, I did look and I tried. Ian Levy said that Ian Wright. He was listening to BBC Five Live, and Ian Wright said. Liverpool literally blitzed Arsenal. So what what was that involved? Panzer tanks and Stukas? Must be. Is is it not uh, doodle bugs being sent over? Uh, No, that wouldn't be blitz. That that was a bit later on, yeah. Oh, I've got the Nick Mullins. Got the Nick Mullins here. Atomised. So not literally obliterates him. Nick Mullins gets it right. <laughs> I love, I love that. It's uh, awesome. What a wordsmith! Yeah, I'll reach into my bag of words and find atomized. atomized. Perfect. Here we go. So this is, this is um, a clip just someone sent us. It's not happened over the weekend, but it's just of knowing how much we love the misuse of the word literally. This is Irish commentary of Rory Best scoring against New Zealand. I think. <laughs> it just no the try just coincided with an earthquake Tim oh I see Se- seismic activity oh I see that actually might have happened maybe the earth literally did move these stadiums can, can be very loud <laughs> oh there's a good good tweet we got from Mark Morant as well who said uh, I've got a feeling JB will like this and it's Eddie Jones um, his view of culture oh yeah you talk about. You, shall I do it in an Eddie Jones voice? Please yes, do. Yes, please. No, you talk, you can you do it in the voice of Jonathan Spratt? You what? You do it in the voice of Jonathan uh, Spratt. No, boy, no problem. Uh, you talk about culture. Culture is about doing things right, isn't it? <laughs> if players have got a problem from the past, they need to sort it out, not me. 
For I send them down the pub for what? <laughs> Give them ten pounds each, and uh, they can sort it out. That's probably a bit more. So Chanting so some Tom Jones there. So that was Tim Cocker doing the impression of Jonathan Spratt so doing reading out an Eddie, Eddie Jones, Jones quote. quote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Very good. Basically, Eddie Jones going. Culture's nothing. A coach needs to concern themselves. You just said you send them down the pub. They'll sort it out. <clears throat> Which is exactly what the Vunapola boys said. Yep. It is. Although £10 wouldn't get Billy Vunapola very far. Not so far, no. Especially not in the London pubs around uh, <laughs> St Albans. He might get a pint and a half. Exactly. <laughs> right, well, there's a couple of other international squads. Do you think there'll be anything different or exciting from the Wales Wales squads, JB? I doubt it. I mean... As I mean, you were? Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing about debating the Welsh squads is it's sort of like debating you know, the Swiss train timetable. It's all, it's always reliable and it's well run. Whereas, you know, that's why we get so much entertainment out of England. It's like watching a Benny Hill film. <laughs> so, no, nothing. Nothing really. Gatlin's still a genius and uh, he'll do what Gatlin does. Well, the, the Welsh squad, <clears throat> because of injuries in the World Cup, it's so, it was so damn big. There's undoubtedly going to be all of those players, or certainly a vast majority of those players, be called up. So I can't see there being any surprises. Yeah, uh, Ainscombe apparently is available for selection now. Don't know uh, if that's interesting or not. Probably not. Probably not, because he's not going to be first choice. No, third choice. John Davis is back in. That's very exciting. Yeah, Jonathan Davis is back in, which is yep. hugely important. Uh, I don't think uh, Scott Williams is, is near fitness. I don't think Liam Williams is near fitness. Halfpenny's not near fitness. Uh, but Jamie Roberts is, Dan Bigger is. Any, um, any props, any Welsh props playing well? That's the, is that still the worry area? Nicky Smith from Ospreys is, is on a run of games. Samson Lee. Yeah, so you know, all the big boys are fit. Jake Ball is not fit. Uh, but Alan Wynne Jones is so, and Bradley Davis. Yeah, Alan, yeah, Bradley Davis and is Charteris. Charteris is playing very well in that. Dan Carter's Racing ninety two to mm. give them their full title. Yeah, <laughs> I've not, I've not seen or heard anyone refer to Racing ninety two as anything other than Dan Carter's Racing ninety two. It's like since he so we've got there. Dan Carter's Racing ninety two. We've got Pride Ulsterman. Eng- we've got yeah. English Sam Underhill because that is yeah. his full name. Is it English Sam Underhill? There must be another one somewhere. I think I think it was Young Michael Owen that started this in nineteen ninety eight or whatever it was. Yep, was quite, the, quite quite possibly the first time there started to be a prefix before uh, play, uh, any sportsman's name. So what happened in Dan Carter's Racing ninety two? They uh, they just look immense. They absolutely spanked their opponents. Yeah, it's like there's a, a competition, isn't there, by two two neighbours with new money, and they're both trying to outdo each other with new cars and you know new patios and stuff. Which is Bougelard and is it Loren- how do you say Lorenzi or whatever his name yeah. is? He's got some cr- some crazy name. Whoever he is, and they're just going back and forth. Big sexy started again. Yeah, well he started like five in the row, five, yeah. five in a row. Yeah. Who'd have thought Dan Carter came comes to France just to save? The career of Mike Phillips, <laughs> and they they are playing some seriously good rugby. Yeah. They are their offloading game is immense. They've got gas out wide. They've got Imhoff, uh, Brice Doulan, and this young uh, Dupont, this young French winger who scored a great try from about sixty yards. No. Their pack is monstrous. Yeah. Based on this form, them and Saracens are, would be my two favourites for, yeah. mm. for, the, for the final. We'll get into the seedings and stuff in a minute. But uh, Ireland as well, they've got CJ Standers, whatever, <coughs> for Munster, who everyone's talking about, performing brilliantly at number eight. Finally, Jamie Heaslip's got someone to compete yeah. for that jersey with. Jamie Heaslip is basically oh. the Patrick Clivert of rugby. Like He's a complete flat-track bully. I've not seen him have a good game against a good good team almost ever. Outside of oh, the France that is try. nonsense. Trust me, trust me. You, 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 mean, you mean Lions first-choice number eight, Jamie Heaslip? He, and three-times he Heineken, three Heineken Cup final not winner, a Jamie, big Jamie game Heaslip. player. Hear me now, believe me later. That is nonsense. You see, you've made some good points, JB, but you just... Okay. You you just undermine them when you say so stuff the, like that. In the last three years, he's won a Lions tour, he's won three Heineken Cups, and he's won back-to-back Six Nations title as the starting first choice number eight. <laughs> and and he, you're saying he's, he's also and you're saying he's not a big, so a horrible uh, uh, World Cup. Doesn't really uh, uh, perform in Six Nations. In fact, outside of his trying against France all those years ago, I can't remember last time he had a, very, a really good Six Nations. Anyway, he isn't. <laughs> yes, anyway, isn't with the Peter with Peter Omani on the sidelines. CJ Standard to six. Would you, if you were Irish coach, possibly? Although. Um, um, he slipped, got a bad knock to head uh, last weekend or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so if he's fit, 
possibly CJ Sander. There are some other injuries in the Ireland squad. Uh, Hendo, obviously yeah. out. Mm. Tommy Bow, obviously out. So who does assume Paul O'Connell's shirt then if, Hen- if Hendo is out? Good question. I don't think it's Paul O'Connell's shirt though. I think we've got. I think we're gonna have to let that go. Yeah, retire the shirt. Retire number five. <laughs> yeah. Play with uh, number sixteen and number <laughs> number four. <laughs> um, it is like. David Moyes though whoever comes in that shirt is like David Moyes taking over from Alex Ferguson uh, it's poison you chalice can't, you can't take over from Paul O'Connell no you can't uh, Hendo would have done a damn good job unfortunately yeah. injured this Leinster team that played at the weekend and comfortably beat Bath was what a made, joke. made up of like 21 and 22 year olds Ross Maloney uh, the lock who got man of the match was superb but it's the first I've seen of him. Yeah. Um, so I'm not suggesting he'll be there for Ireland. I suppose the other, the only other thing to watch out for from an Irish point of view, but this is more when we get into the extra Six Nations themselves, is your man McCloskey in the centre. Yes. Big, big old unit in the, potentially in the centre. And Ringrose as well. He's been playing really good rugby for Leinster. Yes, he has. And he's genuine pace, Ringrose, as well. Very few starts, but... It's the uh, one thing you can't defend, isn't it, JB? Correct. Pace, pace, pace. Um, but yeah, I'd expect both of those to be in the the Ireland training squad at least. I mean, McCloskey, even against Saracens, he was one of the few players who came out with, with a lot of credit from that match. Here's an interesting thing for you. Far away. Go on. McCloskey and... Uh, what's his name? Taylor. The Saracens... Uh, Duncan Taylor. Yeah. They both started at 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCloskey carried for 63 metres... Uh, I think he carried about 13 times for 63 metres. Um, Duncan Taylor, at 12, carried about nine times for 70 metres. <laughs> Jamie Roberts, in a comfortable win for Quinns over um, over Cardiff Blues, okay, how, carried, ten, how, carried 10 times. 30 metres. 30 metres. Too many advance on 30 metres. Well, this, that, that, and if you haven't listened to many podcasts previously, that's based on JB's theory that whatever the opposition, whatever the game, whatever position wherever Jamie Roberts will always make three yards even if he was in open play with no one in front of him he no, would just make three yeah. yards and no if less he's, if and he's, certainly if, no more and if he's got <laughs> if he's got ten, ten players all descending on him at the same time he'll still somehow manage to make three metres so you're going for 30 uh, no 55 33 yes <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, three or, guaranteed. Would you take guaranteed three yards every carry? I would. <laughs> There's, um, do you ever listen to uh, Five Live Sports Extra? Uh, uh, I if, do. Not if I have. Not unless I have to. So. Unless there's a game on, you'd never listen to it. Unless but their boss is listening all the time, I'd love to be on there. <laughs> uh, if there's not a game on, they play like this loop of... Um, yeah, like, it's like a tennis clip, a football clip. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The reunion clip. I think it's Wales versus South Africa, and it's the commentator going, like, really, really enthused. And he crashes it into the Springbok defence for a one-yard gain. <laughs> that is the best clip you can find. That's repeated like 50 times a day. Must be Jamie Roberts. Must be Jamie Roberts. Well, Actually, no, 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 that's one-yard. He'd have two more. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, um, let's talk about back to European rugby and this weekend. So <clears throat> the situation, as I understand it, is there are three teams that are qualified for the quarterfinals in the European Cup. Correct. Who are, Correct. Who are Saracens, who've yep. got 24 points already. Yes. Leicester, who have 23 points already. And Racing Metro, who have 22 points. Dan Carter's Racing 90. Dan, sorry. 90, they're officially called... Uh, Rass- I had no idea who you meant. I do know. Yeah, they're officially, they officially changed their name to Racing 92 uh, last year, and they've then again officially changed their name to Dan Carter's, Dan Carter's Racing 92. Just a quick, quick trivia question. Which team has changed their name twice in the, in the Premiership? London Wasps. Wasps. Wasps went for, oh, they went, oh, yeah. That, London Wasps That was London to wasps. wasps to Wasps. From Wasps to London Wasps, back to Wasps. And uh, Wasps, okay, and there's another one? Uh, Earth Titans. No, they weren't, they weren't in, in the Premiership. They were at one stage, weren't they? Rotherham were. Sale. Sale Sharks went from Sale Sharks to Sharks for a period. <laughs> Sorry, Sale FC to Sale Sharks to Sharks and back to Sale Sharks. Because they wanted to en- encapsulate the man- the Manchester mar- market. Landlocked city that is Manchester. Exactly. Yes. On a ship canal. <laughs> 
Um, right, so uh, three teams are qualified. Correct. Now, now, just let's just recap the way this works. Uh, uh, eight teams qualify. The four pool victors, five pool. five pool victors, and the three best, highest point scoring, second place That's sides. Right, yeah. And then of those eight teams, the top four, in terms of the number of points they've managed to score in their six pool matches, mm-hmm. will get home draw mm-hmm. you will be seeded one to eight based on points you've managed to accumulate one will play eight two will play seven three will play six four will play five one one two three and four seeds at home yeah the added element of this which keeps this interesting for teams like saracens and leicester and Racing 92 is when it comes to semi-finals the top two seeds yep if they win their quarter final get home country advantage in the semis correct yes so there's still a carrot dangling there for all of those teams and if you're still following me on that well done because <laughs> uh, it's, um, not, it's not simple but if you basically you want to qualify then you want to try and qualify in the top four and then if you have the option to try and qualify in the top two yes yes very true so we've got three that are through so we have one home semi-final uh, quarter finalist left to find and Two home quarterfinals left to find, and three runners up. Yes. So let's deal with the pool victors. Who? What are the options for the other pool victors? The other two pool victors. Um, well, currently residing in those places are Ospreys, ahead of Claremont. And you'd expect them to hold that position. Well, Ospreys travel to Exeter. Mm. Mm. And so even we... though Exeter will probably put out an under. Uh, a, a, under strengths well I well, say under Exeter aren't mathematically out of it yet they'd have, they'd have to have a, as, they're as good as they'd have to have a five point win and hope other results go their way but they're not mathematically out of it I think I think if Exeter were trying to get through, they would have put out a better team against Bordeaux. Yeah, they yes. clearly checked out last week. Yes, and, and I thought I I do agree with that. Um, so, but they have just rested a load of their players, so they might put field a stronger team. So that. I mean, I've set up a spreadsheet here. He has. He really oh, has. Of course, he has. There you go, Tim. Oh wow! On my lunch, so, so, lunch hour today. So what? You, so basically, we could put in any given result, and it will work it out for us. Yes, it will. T- oh, tell wow. us Tell us who's going through and who's not going through. So, shall we go through uh, game by game? Yeah. Okay. So, pool one. Yeah. Saturday, one p.m. Uh, Toulouse, who are out, host Saracens. Who are very much in and will want a top two spot and to keep the momentum going and will yes. Saracens five points. Saracens five. Happy with that? I I'll go with that. Yeah, because to lose, they will rest people. I, I think Saracens will be four or five four points. Or five, yeah. And for the purposes of this, it doesn't actually matter because they're no. two points clear of Racing. Yeah. Ulster, who are not mathematically out of it yet, host Oyana. Now, Ulster, Ulster need a five-point win and results to go their way. Yeah. And they'll probably get it. So I would say Oyana will not travel well. They'll rest people. They had a good win against Toulouse this weekend. So five league points to nil for Ulster. Yeah. Then Claremont, who are currently in the top eight. Yes. And are in second place to Ospreys in yeah. their table. Host Bordeaux. Who after, well win. who after their win oh, are right. again still not mathematically out yeah. of it, but, but as they've got near a, as damn it. they've got to travel. Yeah, they'd have to have a big five point win and hope lots of results. I think another five point win there. I think there's gonna be a lot they'd of five have point to have wins. A f- big five point win away in Clermont. Yes, yes. No. and the French no. teams are terrified of no. going away to Clermont. No, exactly. No, no, no. So five nil for Clermont. Then Exeter Ospreys. It depends very much what Exeter do because I think if Exeter put a full strength team out, they could win this. Bon- losing bonus point Exeter win to Ospreys 4-1 Exeter 1 point Ospreys Tim? 4 yeah we'll go let's with that let's go with that we'll assume that Rob Baxter is going to not play his strongest team although whatever Exeter team go out they're not going to roll over no especially not at home not at all I think I think he'll have use it as another opportunity to look at some of his young talents because some of them uh, Baron McGuigan the, the yeah. 15 Barry McGuigan Byron. Oh, right, sorry. Byron McGregor. He, he looked really good. Then, pool three. Glasgow, who are out, host Racing 92. Who are, will want a top two. Sp- and they'll get a five-pointer. They'll, they'll win. Let's do that. Five points for... They'll want to keep it rolling. Then, Scarlet, again, who are out, host Northampton. Who, who will get a five-point win because they have to. They, they definitely have to. 
Well, it might be a four-point win. They haven't been scoring that many tries, have they? No, they use their. I think they scored three at the weekend, but it yeah. wasn't particularly comfortable. Yeah. They use their big rolling ball. And scores have got, got, got no players. Zero, none. Well, let's go for four points. Four points, right. Northampton. Four points, Northampton. Then Treviso, Munster, dead rubber, irrelevant, ignore. Um, Ignored. Stade Francais. Who, Ooh, I'm looking forward to this one. Who are currently in seventh place. Uh, only on points difference and oh, yeah, points difference it is. Um, they host Leicester. Now this is a big game because mm. if Stad win, they can maintain top eight, go through to the quarters. Yeah. But Leicester need to win to ensure that they get uh, a home semi final and the top two. Well, home, home se- it's home country semi final, yeah, but it'll be up the road at the Rico, which is. Many more. That's basically like a home game. If they, yes. get, if they get a French team or something. So like. I'm gonna say Stad win, but Leicester bonus point, but only one of them. I, Richard Cockle said after the Leicester game at the weekend that they will be sending a his best team to yeah. Stad to try I, and win. I think they will. I think be Stad are going to be too powerful. Really Stad, well, Munster played very well and comfortably beat Stad this weekend and Munster haven't been particularly good this season yeah, that's interesting so that does throw a bit of a spanning work but Le- French teams got, away Leicester have got Muller, Pola and Ayer loose head they've got Cole at tight yeah head. but I, that, that Stad scrum is the reason that they're champions I mean they're yeah. not particularly exciting in the backs unless it's, unless that's changed but their scrum is uh, is phenomenal last, I've not seen much of Stad this year but last season their centres were superb oh that, yeah um, Dion that, Dan yeah, that's it. And th- there's two centres who were absolutely electric. Well, this is where, this is where a big are they in game. The it's a big, big game. They're fourth from bottom in the league at the moment. That is so. What is wrong with the French league? <laughs> it is such a crazy place. Uh, when you say that, look at how well Newport Gwent Dragons are playing in the Challenge Cup versus Pro 12. They're terrible. Yeah, Challenge Cup. They're though. Top, people, they're top people, of their pool. People the... rest in the Challenge Cup, though. Yeah. I don't think the Challenge Cup, Cup is a true reflection. Right, Stad Leicester. I need massive you. Massive game. I think we need consensus. I think Leicester will edge it. You think Stad will edge it? I so think it's down, so down to you, Phil. I think Leicester might edge it. I'm just going on Stad's form from what I've seen of them this year. They're not the team they were, or they're not playing like the team they were last year. So I'm going to give Stad. Two losing bonus points. Okay, good. Yeah. And Leicester four points. Yeah. Then Bath, who are out, host Toulon. Um, uh, I'm going to say an ugly encounter and yeah. Toulon scrape a four point victory. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Then Wasps, who are currently in sixth place, and if they win, they should secure um, a place in the, in the quarterfinals, host Leinster, who. They're playing well, Leinster. They are playing well, they, and they've wasps aren't. Yeah, wasps aren't. Although it was a very <sighs> great effort against. Them. Yeah, I don't think they'll be, they'll be spurred on by that. I think I think they'll realise what a te- what a good team they could be, and well, they'll really cup, want to get. It's through a cup final for wasps, isn't it? It's it is. Not knockout rugby starts here for wasps. Exactly, and you'd have to back them to win, but not with a bonus point. I'd say. Yeah, I'll go. Well, with four that. points, Ooh. four points to wasps and Leinster. It doesn't really matter. Put them in as one. So. So is that everyone? Is that all the... Let's see what that has done to my table. So based on our predictions, Phil Phil's spreadsheet is working his magic. Beep, beep, beep. So and, oh, your, and your so your seedings show come up as what? We should put a picture of this on uh, on Twitter just so we can say we've pre- pre- predicted this beforehand. So Saracen's top with twenty nine points. Now Rassing would actually finish second. Um, because of points difference, yeah. assuming that Leicester don't hammer Stad by more than uh, Rassing hammer Glasgow by, yeah. which I think we're fairly fairly confident to say Rassing in second, and Leicester in third, right. and currently lined up Ospreys to claim the fourth home semi final. Quarter final. Yeah. Uh, sorry, home quarter final. Toulon then in fifth, uh, and they would travel. Two, two Ospreys. Two Ospreys, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, you've won your pool. So, yeah, we, uh, just <laughs> say, say what the quarterfinals would be as you go. So, Saracens, yeah. Saracens seeded number one, will play at home. Saracens. Seed eight, which would be. Which would be, let me just check on the points difference. It would actually be Ulster. Wow. In this scenario. Can that, can that happen? How is it Ulster? Is that allowed to happen where the same pool it must be it must be allowed to happen. Presumably Ulster would finish eighth because of points difference. 
Assuming Wait. that Ulster beat Oyenard by more than Northampton Hang beat on. Scarlets by. Where are you getting... Ah, OK, so it'll be down to points difference, exactly. but Saracens will play, depending on what the scores scores are and the points difference and how that works out, Saracens, seeded one, will play Northampton or Ulster, seeded eight. Yes. At Allianz. Leicester, seed, uh, sorry, Racing, seeded two, will play Claremont, seeded seven. <laughs> Leicester... Yeah, seeded three would host Wasps. Oh, they'd fancy that. Seeded six. Oh, that'll be a big one that as well. Ospreys would host Toulon. Ooh, <laughs> Ospreys. <laughs> and hypothetically, you'd see Saracens going through against Northampton, or yes, I think Saracens would be far more comfortable against a French team Rassing, than they would against Northampton. Racing, Claremont. You'd fancy Racing at home, at home against Claremont. You'd fancy Leicester at home against Wasps and Toulon well, away. Toulon possibly away play, against Ospreys. Is it not a home country or is it just at Welford Road? Yeah, it's just at Welford Road, isn't it? Road it's not for the quarterfinals, semi-finals, a neutral venue home country, which would mean if, if, if that happens and Toulon win that one, our semi-finals, home country advantage would go to Saracens, yeah. who would play Toulon in mm-hmm. England somewhere, yeah. and Racing, who would play... Leicester Leicester in France in, yeah and don't forget of that's course, why it's so important that Leicester try and outdo Racing this yeah. weekend yes because if, if Leicester get five points they can guarantee that they will finish above Racing um, yeah we should quickly touch on the Challenge Cup then just 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 to quickly touch on it okay so the good, the first game of the rugby week. Hang on, week have, you, have you got some ulterior motive here? No, no, no. Are you working a Challenge Cup no. game or something? And this is your preparation. No, no, no. no. It, it, it is a little bit like when you said, "Isn't the Pro 12 great?" And then we found out that you had like a job in in Lanethley or somewhere. Uh, so I was at the I was working for BT Sport at the Dragons game last Friday. What's the Dragons like for the press and food? Uh, it was all right. We ended up in. I was glad to be able to watch the game from somewhere indoors because it was so cold. Was it? Um, but I, I was in basically the room where the wives and girlfriends watch, mm. and they had they had a proper old school finger buffet with um, volavants with with different sam four different types of flavoured sandwiches, one on a tray, one with sounds delectable. one with pork pie sliced up. Oh, mm. nice, nice, and uh, breaded chicken, cold breaded yeah. chicken. Sounds ideal. But in pool two of the Challenge Cup, Dragons are travelling to the AJ Bell Stadium on Thursday night, the first game of the rugby weekend, and it's a winner winner takes all showdown for top spot basically. Yeah. I imagine Sale will come through and win that one. Yeah, big game though. Oh, did you could you saw you saw NSI beat Newcastle. Newcastle. <laughs> did they? Yeah. <laughs> well I, NSI. Yes. So there you go. So uh, one day they're going to win the European Cup. Because <laughs> <laughs> providing they get like a favourable draw. Yeah. And like, imagine if they get home home country advantage in a semi. Go right where we at Siberia, like <laughs> as far as far possibly east as they could. Yeah. Guns and Gloucester looking good. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what we have missed out? Yeah. Transfers. We've got two transfers. Oh, go on. We've got Oli Devoto. Uh, going to Exeter, yeah, and we also have very interestingly um, the young Polish cop going to Saracens, Lazowski. Hey, Lazowski. Hey, I reckon Flats nicked your or nicked your gag about Lazowski. I, th- I, th- I couldn't remember if I cracked it on the pod or not. You or did. You've cracked it on the pod a few times. So JB has frequently said every time we mention Alex Lazowski, the Wasps' young up-and-coming fly half. That JB's many a time mentioned he sounds like a New York cop. He does. And uh, David Flatman might have made that joke on Twitter. I've got the chief, the DA, and the mayor all of my ass. <laughs> now, now, Tim, have you have you ever read Fist First by Nigel Mustard? Oh, what a book this is! It sounds like what happened to JB in that. Uh, <laughs> that we about no. no, I've not. It's one of the funniest books you'll ever read. Tell me about Fist Pro- First. Probably, it really is one of the funniest books you'll ever read. Uh, it's a parody. It's available on Kindle. Um, but it, the reason I'm thinking about this is it, it is it your good friends? It is. At, it, uh, it is. Yeah. Our friend Harry has written a book. It's called yeah. Fist First. It's yeah. a parody by Nigel Mustard. Who? Oh, hang on. We lost to mention his name because he's got an alias. Who? Who? Who cares? Yes. It's extremely funny, and we, we don't recommend you, you read it. We demand you read it. It's currently free on Kindle as well. It's free. It's free. Um, but the, the police chief, the Polish origin police chief in that is called Ko- Kowalski. <laughs> so <laughs> I keep on thinking of... Uh, Lazowski. Lazowski. Hey, Lazowski, give me a coffee. <laughs> coffee. 
<laughs> so yeah, we'd recommend that. Yeah, and also just we should, we should find some other things we can recommend on the next podcast. Like I don't know, just male grooming stuff or something like Ooh, that. Oh, we good to get some male look grooming into that, JB. sponsor. Let, yeah, I'll, look, I'll get look, back to you. Look into a male grooming sponsor for the pod that we can tweet us if you've downloaded. Downloaded Fist First, and we might even give you a retweet or something nice. I don't know. We'll work it out. Hey, let, let, let's, let's not let. Whoa, let, let's remember this is a rugby podcast. Yes, it is. Okay. You've done your plug for you, mate. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, there's, there's other. So Saracens have signed that um, Fijian Sevens players. Don't know. Rawaka? Rawasa? No, no, no. Uh, who looks pretty handy. Halfpenny half sticking at Toulon, not going to Scarlet. Is that right? Yeah. It's not confirmed. He's not actually signed on the dotted line now, yet. Now, that means that indicated. he is not going to be... He's not. He's going to be outside of the current agreement. So currently, if you're playing outside of Wales, you you don't have to take up a wild card spot. But if you re-sign outside of Wales, then you do take up a wild card spot. So that's going to put his international future in some uncertainty. Don't you only take up a wild card spot if the WRU offer you ah yes offer you what they deem to be I a, love this a fair and reasonable contract that offer. is a horrific hey horrific bit There's of wording anything that you hear has an asterisk next to it as we've already identified before going or whatever Warren says yeah kind of yeah kind so of. would Warren technically say Lee Harpenny uh, we will have him in the squad because actually I didn't think it was a market rate this is just horrible talking about it. Rugby fans yeah. shouldn't be talking in such terms. But like, like yeah, Ch- Charteris, Charteris has gone to Bath, uh, and he didn't have a WRU offer, as far as I'm aware. No. So he's entitled to play for Wales because there wasn't an alternative offer not, on the table. So if they want to keep, some... they might just. I reckon they're doing this all behind closed doors. They're going, Luke. Um, if we offered you something, would you would you come sign for uh, a Wales region? Is it, is it uh, no, no, wouldn't. no, no. I'm going to Bath. Oh no, we we never offered him yeah. anything. Yes, well, kind, they, kind of like that. Well, they did take an offer off the table for Scott Williams. They, didn't, didn't Osprey? Weren't Ospreys and Scarlets fighting over him? They're absolute morons, aren't they? <laughs> they? They don't have enough players to be that fussy. So no, exactly. Just, so exactly. Right. So just fudge it, fudge it, whichever way you need to do it, fudge it. Well, of course, you could like England fudge it, so we get Stefan Armitage uh, as a, as a re, as a genuine seven. But again, Scotland rather than having Haskell in. But anyway, that's, that's just my Forget that, opinion. you want Sam Underhill. But bearing in mind that you, you're, you'd back Haskell for captaincy of the England team. Yeah, 100%. And I believe Haskell will probably start at seven uh-huh. against Scotland. Does that mean Haskell could be the captain? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it does. Owen absolutely. Farrell. Captain, I I'm with you on that film. Yeah, I think that's a great shot. I sat I with that for a week, and I think Owen Farrell has. Well, I'm, I don't really like Bax's captains. Really, can you name a really good Bax captain? John Villiers, Will, Will Carlin. Sorry, Will George, Carlin, George Gregan. George Gregan's a fair one, yeah. Brian O'Driscoll, uh, Tana Umanga. Uh, um, oh, sorry, yeah, Nick, sorry. Nick, Nick Far Jones, scrum half, won the World Cup with Australia. I, I, nah, yeah, yeah, scrum offs, no, yeah, scrum offs. Yeah, scrum offs. I can see outside backs. Of, you know, if you had like a list of top ten captains, in fact, we should do that. Top ten captains. Top ten captains. Captains fifteen. I think we've done that. I think we fifteen. Let's just list our top ten captains. Okay. Next week. Next week. Top ten. Top ten all-time captains. Because it'll all be second rows. Uh, There's a load of good second rows. Second rows, back rows, very common. Two more. We were on transfer news. Oh yeah, go on. Final two. Connacht prop Rodney R U. Yeah. Irish through and through. Are you? Signed for Ulster. Yep, so that's from today. next year. And Ospreys have filled a gap that has been vacant since 2011 when Big Sexy left for Breve. Oh, yes. By having the most handsome man in the British Isles playing for them from next year. Oh, no, no, no. How most handsome man in the world? When JJ Engelbrecht will join them. Look at him. I don't often need an excuse to. Search for topless images of JJ Engelbrecht. JJ Engelbrecht. But why, we'll do it one more time anyway. Uh, Wonderful stuff. Goodness me. He'll be uh, enjoying AU night in uh, in Swansea. Oh, watch out, the women of Swansea. <laughs> next, couple, next couple of years. The man is going to clean oh, up. Look at him there. He, okay, Phil. Okay. He'll, he'll be in one of those Swansea nightclubs with his with his uh, one of those t-shirt tight fit t-shirts with the v- really wide V-neck. collar. Yeah, which, which apparently is still in fashion down in South Wales. In fact, <laughs> in fact, I saw. Uh, in fact, lots of people saw Andy Powell taking one off um, in I did know when uh, Bargoid was it Bargoid came to play RGC Murder. Mur- sorry, Murder. When I did go to South Wales, it's ridiculous how, I've how keep, I always forget how how close together everything is. Yeah, it's really close, isn't it? It's like everything's within about. 
20 mile cousins square. brothers and sisters they're all really close <laughs> so uh, right you better get back and change a nappy or something can't you JB I guess so uh, nice one Phil thank you Tim and we'll see you on the next podcast in a bit bye